Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. I've been playing around with some AR features on uh, Zoom. So I found these kind of uh, glasses, these meme glasses that are used. And I figured I'd throw them on for a bit for today's video just to, just to do some AR. I uh, wanted to talk in the first part of this video about the miner bots, which were just minted. I didn't mint any. I bought one off secondary uh, and I wanted to talk about, I mean, <laughs> what I want to talk about mostly is the potential use cases and document how we may see different ways that these minor bots will be used. So that way we can see the things that Virtua has come up with to make them more valuable over time. I will also talk about what I think could happen from a price perspective, but it's not really like my favorite thing to do. I will just logically explain what I think is going to happen. Um, I could be totally wrong. Okay, so let's get into the video. All right, so before we begin, I just want to give a huge shout out since, you know, all the things we're going to be talking about today, you know, SIP1694, a Cardano gaming guild that's forming, and some of the latest innovative tech with brain-computer interface technology, right? Um, a lot of the stuff that we are talking about today is going to be about stuff being built on Cardano. So... If you haven't staked ADA yet and you haven't located a stake pool that you trust that's mining, that's getting a lot of blocks and that's doing a lot of good stuff for Cardano, I'd like to suggest one to you. It's one of our sponsors and it's Lido Nation. Lido Nation got the Cardano Foundation delegation, right? which was, I think, around 10 million ADA. And once they got that, they accumulated more stake because on Cardano, as stake pools fill up, they get more blocks and they can give more rewards to their delegates. Cardano Foundation only does this with stake pools that are providing value intrinsically to Cardano and the Cardano community. The ticker for Lido Nation is L-I-D-O. And I just wanted to mention that. So if you haven't staked your ADA, right, just stake it. It's liquid staking, actual liquid staking. You get you can move it around if you want to anytime. There's no locking period. And it's good to have a good stake pool that your wallet at all, is all set up for. So let's move on. Let's start here. Okay, actually, let's just show off the art a little bit. So we have the uh, the minor bots, right? Now, there's a few traits that I thought were pretty interesting. Look at this. Fusion, airdrop. So fusion, can you fuse these bots? Airdrop, which ones were airdrops, right? The body type, what's the background? But then we get into some utility, utility things. And I guess fusion is kind of like, an, it could be a utility. Uh, land items. Can your bot get land items maybe? accessories right does it have accessories 
What's its primary skill? So there's going to be a lot of different types of bots. So all of these are mining. Crafting bonus. Auto claim bonus. So do you get a bonus when you craft resources that your mining bots get? Do you have a bot that you have to send manually to claim resources or does it just automatically claim for you? That seems like a very valuable trait if that's the case. Type. Uh, rarity. So there's all the way up to legendary bots as well. Does it have a buddy or accomplice, right? So those are like the little robots that are like drones that you'll see near the bots. Head type, identifier, patrolling, chest device, storage bonus, vehicle skills. Can it operate maybe a crane to mine? I don't know, maybe. Production time bonus. That's interesting, huh? So let's go back. Let's just look at a few of these, point out some things. So a lot of these traits you can't visually see, but if you look, you can see that this one has like a little drone next to it. One of the uh, types of buddies, I guess, that may have different utility. And what I thought was interesting is there's only like 34 legendary bots, right? So when we go to legendaries, this is what the legendaries kind of look like. Kind of kind of cool. Okay, now let's briefly go and look at the FAQ. What are land bots? Land bots help you get more, even more value from your virtual land plots and bring your metaverse experience to life. Okay. Each bot is a one-of-a-kind, one-of-one generative NFT comes with its own set of attributes and skills, such as the ability to mine resources from your land, craft new exciting items, discover and explore new areas of Virtua and more. Okay. Resources, right? So if you have a land plot, it has certain resources, you know, can be used to craft new NFTs that can you can display in your vSpace or trade with others. You can also use your land bots as incredibly cool PFP assets. So now let's go and I'm just going to change real quick my uh, my glasses to something else. Uh, let's see here. What should I do? What should I do? <laughs> let's go with these. Boom. <laughs> I can do. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll just go, actually, yeah, let me just do this one. Boom. So now we got a mustache. I've never had a mustache. So this is kind of interesting. So we got a mustache going. How will the land bots minting process work? It's a good question. The land bots minting process will use a blind box mechanic so that each land bot will be randomly assigned when it is minted. This is to ensure that the minting and assignment process is as fair as possible. Fair enough. So I did a giveaway on Metaverse Monday of three land bots, and then I just bought myself one land bot. So we just kind of gave those away. We didn't keep any, but we did buy, buy one off secondary. Uh, personally, I am not going to buy anymore because right now you can see that the supply is 1,666, but the supply is going to grow to around 8,000. So my strategy 
is I don't really see a lot of demand in the market. Even if these greatly increase your value because you're able to get resources, you're able to have them be auto claimed, all that good stuff. For me, it's like, dude, let's just be honest. The the bear market, the crypto winner is here. A lot of people aren't paying attention to what Virch was doing. Virch was a massive metaverse project. It's pretty sweet. So I'd love to capture potentially some of these bots that go below mint price, you know, at like the bottom. Because what's going to happen is to basically harvest your resources, you're going to need a minor bot, right? You're going to need uh, these minor bots because they increase the production rate of your resources. So you'll be able to mine more resources with a minor bot. So there's going to be a market for these. So you're going to be able to basically lend yours out, which is pretty cool. Think about it. All right, let's go back here. How much will land bots cost? They cost 120 ADA. Will holders of all summit NFTs get a free land bot? Yes. So I do have seven uh, summit NFTs. So I'm excited to claim one of those. What if I have a land bot, but no land plot? If you don't own a land plot, you can still use your bot. You can also take part in prime quests, adventures, which will appear across Virtua, allowing you to utilize your bot in new and exciting ways. You can also craft from resources after acquire, acquiring what you need from the resource marketplace. Owning a land bot means you can use it in crafting, enabling you to create rarer NFTs. Different land bots can craft different NFTs. For example, if you have gold without a land bot, you could craft a gold ingot, which could be more valuable. However, using a scientist bot may enable you uh, to craft gold into a rare gold-plated Shelby Cobra. So a lot of this stuff, like, this is why virtual is so hard to understand. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that sounds great, but I don't know what that means yet, right? So we're going to have to wait. And it's going to take time to digest. But in the meantime, we have a lot of different audio fil filters to try. So let's switch over to something else here. Uh choose let's see okay i think i'm gonna go to the old pirate let's be a pirate for a little bit r I'll take my glasses off because what the heck can't be a pirate with glasses and an eye patch it just doesn't make sense what are the land bots visual traits so there's visual traits and then there's not visual traits are land bots the same as VFlex. VFlex and Landbox are, bots are very different and provide different functions and utility within the virtual metaverse. Are the Landbots a PFP project or are they metaverse assets? They're both at the same time. If you own a Landbot, you can decide how to use it. So I think uh, this hints at being able to use your PFP for different things. I know Ash has thought in the past, um, it seems like nothing's been released officially, but about giving IP rights to holders for maybe the the land bots. I don't know. I'd love to see that because I think it'd be cool to see little brands built, you know, behind these things. But I also just think another important thing to mention is simply the fact that, you know, if VFlex are kind of like buying an avatar and owning it, and it's like a collectible, 
I think land bots are like that utility asset that could be treated as an avatar, maybe. I don't know. They'd have to be 3D rendered and rigged. And, you know, I'm not sure what Birch was going to do there. But that's pretty much it. Uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about this first section here. So if you didn't know, this is SIP 1694. IOHK basically has said that this will be the Voltaire SIP that transfers the keys where there's seven keys basically right now that uh, you need five to do major things on Cardano, like update parameters on Cardano, right? So right now it's like Amergo, Cardano Foundation, and then IOHK uh, all have these keys. Amergo has two, Cardano Foundation has two, and then IOHK has three of these keys, right? So to do any parameter changes, you need all five at once. Now, what's very interesting about this, I mind you, is this SIP is going to essentially create the on-chain uh, like smart contract you know, governance and coding it into the Cardano blockchain's protocol. So they can transfer the power from IOHK to the community, to all the people inside of the community. How they're setting up their governance is kind of like how a country sets up its governance when it first kind of starts. So they're choosing to augment any type of governance style with blockchain technology. Maybe one day we'll even see this be a blueprint for actual nation states to adopt and use to augment how governance is done in nation states. Because what ends up happening is since there is such a volatile nature to population growth and decline over a hundred year period with these countries, and sometimes the governance frameworks aren't serving all the people inside of a country with blockchain technology and decentralized governance, you can actually serve people at the most local of levels in a transparent and trustful way. Now, how they're doing it is pretty interesting. So we propose a revision of Cardano's on-chain governance system to support the new requirements for Voltaire. This is very exciting to me. The existing specialized governance support for protocol parameter updates and MIR certificates will be deprecated. And two new fields will be added to normal transaction bodies. So field one will be governance actions. Field two will be votes. Very interesting. Any Cardano user will be allowed to submit a governance action. Wow. Three distinct groups will be responsible for ratifying these governance actions using their votes. This is the most important part. This is like the balance of powers, right? A constitutional committee. This is exciting, man. We get to actually write a constitution for Cardano. A group of delegation representatives, henceforth called DREPs, and the stake pool operators, henceforth called SPOs. Pretty cool. Ratified actions may then be enacted on-chain, following a set of well-defined rules. If you are in Cardano right now, if you're a project building on Cardano right now, you have the opportunity to get involved, right? And to literally, you know, take a seat as one of these three uh, sort of almost, well, I wouldn't call stake pool operators an institution, but bodies of people that are deciding major things 
around governance actions that people submit. So I would encourage people to get involved. Ratified actions may then be enacted on chain following a set of well-defined rules as with stake pools with ADA holder may register to be a DREP and so choose to represent themselves if they wish, or they may instead delegate their voting rights to any other registered representative. These voting rights will be based on ADA holdings, and then they go to the acknowledgement. So we'll cover the motivation and current design of how you know things work uh, in a future video. I didn't want to go too far. Something is brewing here, and there's a video that StockTrade sent me and I've been sharing with people, and it's around BCI technology. Right. It's really interesting. Huge shout out to Anastasia in tech. Uh, she's awesome with covering some of the latest tech trends, in my opinion. So for the sake of it, let's change our basically uh, AR filter here to something else. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll go this. We'll be a gangster. Oh, wait. Actually, hold on. There we go. A little bit of a, this is, yeah, okay. So we got this thing on. <laughs> so essentially, this device here is, if you think of Neuralink as a, as a little chip that you have to do surgery and take a hole out of my head and put, pop it in there and it does amazing things, this is the other direction of that stuff, which is essentially, it just is on your head and it basically reads elect electro like electronic signals because what we're currently in the process of is if you want to have a have a phone and think something and then it makes a message on that phone to text uh to dm ash right from virtua to be like hey let's do a podcast if i just wanted to make a message instead of typing it of hey ash let's make a podcast, right? What we're currently in the process of is figuring out all the ways to do that. So that way our thoughts can actually be uh, transcribed onto these different mediums and platforms. So that way we shift from having, you know, our fingers, which are one one thousandth of the speed of our minds. So we can actually increase productivity to new, new heights. So there's, there's two kinds of ways to do it. There's sort of this um, <laughs> invasive way, which is surgery required. And then there's how far can we get by when we think certain thoughts and when we think about certain letters and words, how far can we get with just allowing something to be kind of a, on our head, like a wearable thing that we can take on and off, but, but no surgery required to uh essentially take those electronic signals and map them to certain actions so that way we could be in the metaverse even and our thoughts could be like okay i want to build a city and we're imagining what the city looks like and if we could get to a place where the electronic signals are clearly translated to all the different things that they could mean and through the course of integrating artificial intelligence, right? Where we are able to give feedback to these new technologies to be like, okay, I was thinking of a building, but you just made a peer. Uh, that's wrong AI. Then I think over the course of um, 
who knows how long it could take 20 years. We're going to have this incredible library and we're going to have these personalized, non-intrusive sort of ways of doing, you know, um, brain computer interface. So that way our thoughts become much more of the writing or the pencil for all these kinds of platforms and things. It's pretty insane. This video, it's nuts. It talks about some of the biggest companies working on this right now. And it also talks on the difference of invasive and non-invasive BCI. Oh, real quick. So before we talk about this Cardano Gaming Guild, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to one of our sponsors that is a game actually on Cardano. And it's actually, what I didn't realize is I, I remember, I think back in the day, Dapp Radar, there was this game called Blockchain Cuties that was like the biggest game, like all the time on Dapp Radar. It's, it's used on seven different blockchains, right? So the devs, the former developers of Blockchain Cuties are actually behind Chibi Dango Heroes. Um, you know, they've posted pictures of, them, of themselves. They're out in public. So sometimes that's a good thing. You know, I, I'm not saying that we need to make everyone dox themselves in this space, but it's nice when you know that the the founders of a project are pretty transparent and out there and open in the public and they have a history. So shout out to Chibidango Heroes, one of the longest uh, developed developing projects on the Cardano ecosystem. I'm very excited to see their product as it gets more and more refined. They've probably had one of the most innovative single marketplaces I've seen. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool watching their journey. So shout out to Chibi Dango Heroes. And then I saw this tweet. So that, yeah, there's blockchain cuties for sure. And then I saw this tweet from Matt, right? The same guy that just tweeted the other tweet. And he was saying, this could be something for Mukasi, another project that we love here on the J Crypto channel. Um, I got to try out their demo at Rare Bloom, really sleek stuff with Chibi Dangos their planned scholarship programs. So I guess there's this new Cardano Gaming Guild, which I'm still learning a little bit about, but essentially I think it's it's interesting because when you have a Cardano Gaming Guild, it could mean a bunch of different things. So we're gonna do some research. If you know much about the Cardano Gaming Guild, I'm gonna open source this uh, information here. So please just provide feedback in the comments. Let me know what you think. And that's pretty much it for today's video, folks. Thanks so much for watching, and I will see you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace.